Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. I'm Chris Hatfield, I'm a sales coach and speaker. I work with entrepreneurs, business owners and coaches in making them feel more comfortable and confident in how they position themselves and sell in their own natural way to their customers. I also work with a variety of individuals in the world of sales, from those just starting out their career to those working from an exec or director level. This episode of Not Another Sales Podcast is brought to you by Mindful Talent, a global coaching organization that trains aspiring coaches and innovative leaders. Their programs, The Trusted Coach and The Trusted Leader, are founded on the principles of mindfulness and developed in alignment with contemporary neuroscience, offering a globally recognized coaching qualification that is accredited by the Association for Coaching. Their online blended learning program has qualified hundreds of participants around the world, helping them to gain an edge in life and in business by increasing their emotional and social intelligence and their ability to connect with others. If you're interested in training with this incredible organization, which I would highly recommend, then you can visit their website and use my personalized URL code to gain 10% off any of their programs. The site is www.mindfultalent.coach forward slash not another sales. That's www.mindfultalent.coach forward slash not another sales. And now on with the episode. In today's episode, I'm joined by entrepreneur, best-selling author and podcaster Stacey Tushul and Stacey and I are going to be talking all about building a productive mindset. We're going to start by talking about what attributes are needed to create a productive mindset, the biggest killers of being productive and how you can become more productive with your mindset and your process along the way. Stacey's also going to be sharing a bit of an insight into her story about how she's become an entrepreneur and what she's learned about herself along the way. So sit back Grab a pen and pad and enjoy. Stacey, welcome. How are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here, Chris. You're very welcome. Thanks for joining me on an episode of Not Another Sales Podcast to talk all about productivity. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, so um, first of all, Stacey, I suppose for the listeners that are tuning in who aren't too familiar with who you are, it'd be great to have a, a bit of a brief overview or story from yourself, really. Yeah. So just a little bit about like where I've come and like what I'm doing and stuff. Um, So for me, I actually became an entrepreneur right out of high school. I started teaching dance classes in my parents' backyard, which people are always usually thrown off by that. Um, (laughs) And, you know, I started for free just for fun and it, it snowballed into a business, which was pretty unexpected, but really exciting. And 16 years later, I am still, I'm officially now running a dance studio. I have two dance studios in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. We are um, grossing over a million dollars a year, and it all started in my parents' backyard, which is just so crazy. Um, I have two little girls, a three and a five-year-old, and not only do I have all of this going on, I'm married, I also have some rental properties, some commercial buildings we own, some residential properties, and along the way, everybody started to say, Stacey, how are you doing this all? How are you getting all of this done? And I always tell people, yes, I sleep. Yes, I take breaks. I take vacations. And they're kind of just wanting to know more. So that's kind of how I started in the productivity space and just really making sure that I share with people that you can really do all of this and still have a life and not be burnt out and hate what you're doing and truly just love, love, love what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. What kind of uh, dancing is it out of curiosity? So yeah, so we have a children's uh, performing arts academy where we teach ballet, tap, jazz. And then we also have um, music that we've added in now where we teach piano, voice, guitar, violin. Wow. 
Nice. Yeah. And nice. And you mentioned there around productivity because it sounds like obviously you've had to be pretty productive to manage everything that's that's come up until this day. Yeah. Obviously it's still going on. Yeah, it was when- the question that everybody just kept saying, how are you doing this? How are you not <laughs> like running around? Like, or, or I would show up at every event or every party and people would be like, how are you even having the free time to be here right now? You know, they yeah. were busier than me, but I had way more than them going on. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, I think some people's um, understanding of productivity is a bit misaligned because they see it as very much of a tangible skills only kind of yeah. thing where, you know, things related around having lists, planners, a schedule. But for me, I believe it all starts with having a productive mindset because that gives you the real kind of clarity for your strategy to then put the skills into action. Yeah, so, I, I 100% agree with you there. Yeah. So, so on that topic, what do you think are some of the attributes or factors that go into creating a productive mindset or something that someone needs to focus on? Yeah. Well, I think when we identify as somebody who's always busy, mm-hmm. always late, always, you know, just you start to tell yourself these stories and then you live it. So, you know, even just this has nothing to do with productivity, but I'm looking at this plant over here that is dying. And it's because I identify as somebody who cannot keep plants alive. Like I <laughs> have had plants and I try it and I think it's going to work. And then I'm like, oh, great. It's definitely on its way out. And I think we do that in our business and in our just our everyday life, whether you even have a business or not, maybe you have a nine to five, whatever that is, we're identifying as this specific type of person. And then we just live it out. We, we, we do the things that we believe. And if you're always believing you're busy, always believing there's just not enough time in the day or you just don't have time, you, you've got to work at night or any of that, right? Mm. I think that it'll just start to burn you out when you don't set up that mindset in, in the correct way. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, this word busy, I think we've, we often feel like we should be busy because it's mm-hmm. the kind of done thing, whatever we do. But you know, Denzel Washington's quote, which I really love, is don't confuse movement with progress. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Just because you're busy doing things, it doesn't mean you're actually being getting anything out of it. Yeah, I think people feel like because of keeping up with everyone else around them or expectations that they just have to be busy, but they're not actually thinking about what they're busy with. Yeah. And I, I think I think that's such a great quote that you brought up because so many of us feel like we need to be busy or our business must not be moving forward, or our life mm. is not moving forward, right? If we're not running around like a crazy person, then we feel like something's wrong almost. And I, I think we've got to be really, really careful to separate what's actually important and what's not. And I love the 80-20 rule because it, it talks about how you know 80% of your time should be spent on the 20% that actually moves your business forward because everything you're doing, you could probably cut out 80% of it, which sounds crazy, but it's definitely possible. And I see this happen a lot of times when, when people all of a sudden start to add to their family, they have children and they, they realize, wow, I want to spend more time with my baby, or I want to do this, or I want to do that. And they start to cut out a lot of stuff that they used to be doing. And they just can't believe that's even possible. But all of a sudden their why is so much bigger, so much greater their vision, right? Of, having the time with their their little one that they make it work and they start to say no to a lot more things. Yeah, you, you mentioned there around vision. I think you know, when it comes to creating a productive mindset, purpose and vision is is key to having it because you've got to see the value in what you're doing. Otherwise, you're not going to be productive. You're going to think of, as you said at the start, all the reasons why it can't be done as yeah. opposed to how can it be done really. Yeah, definitely. And I, I learned this from a mentor where Instead of, you know, having that vision and standing at the bottom of the mountain, looking up and basically saying to yourself, what do I need to do to get there? Right. You Mm -hmm. reverse it and you stand at the top of the mountain and you look down and say, what did I just do to get where I'm standing today? 
And that little switch for me, you know, saying that, you know, if I have a goal of X, Y, or Z, and I finally say, okay, I've hit it. I'm here. What did I just do? How did that just happen? And all of a sudden you start to say these things where you're going, hmm, well, if I have to do X, Y, and Z, I better get moving. I better start to actually incorporate and implement. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's another big thing for me when I think of a productive mindset is is being mindful of of the moment and being reflective of, of what's happened and what's working and what's not. Because when we get productive, we can often find routine is quite a good thing to help us be productive. Mm. But it's still good to analyze that routine and think, have it, has it gone stale? Am I, am I in a bit of a lull or is it something I need to freshen that up? Can I be working more effectively still to keep on evolving that productivity of what might have worked six months ago might not work right now? Yeah, I think reflection is is such a huge part because, well, you you brought up, you know, don't confuse movement and progress, right? I, I love that. Mm. But I think when we are moving and we're doing all of the things, we have to really start to assess every piece of that and say, is this something that's actually working? Is this something that's moving the needle? I always like to say, mm-hmm. and and you have to assess. And you know, just because it worked last time doesn't mean it's going to work this time. So, you know, I launch a lot of programs online and I maybe do it every 90 days or so. And every time we do it, even the things that worked so well last time, we never know what's going to work this time because things are always changing. And that's how you have to be observing and just watching those, those patterns and, and then kind of almost predicting what could happen or where, what's going to happen this next one. And then use those lessons learned. Yeah, and that, that all comes down to the persistence, doesn't it? And, and the patience, yeah. which, which is a, which is another big factor. Is yeah. if you're going to be productive in something, you can't. You're not always going to see the outcome of it straight away. Mm-hmm. When when you implement a, a plan or something that's that's work that you feel is going to work, it's it's having that persistence in the short term, but that patience in the long run. Oh to, yeah, to see it through. Definitely, and I I think when people want to get started in whatever it is that their next journey is they just kind of like to observe and and take it in. And they're not really sure when the moment's going to be, when they're ready for it. But I always tell people, stop getting ready to get ready. Mm. You get ready by doing, you know, you've got to just start doing something because that feedback you just talked about, it doesn't happen when you're just observing, right? I can't teach you how to swim if you or I'm just talking, talking about it. Like we've got to get in the pool and we've got to actually start to do it for you to understand what we're actually talking about. You've got to get in the experience of it. There's so many people that are so afraid to get started. They're just watching and they're, they're wasting time is what's happening. Yeah. I think, you know, I was was just about to ask you actually, along with the busyness that people put in their heads is what are some of the biggest killers of productivity? And I think it is that overthinking and planning. And when this day and age where everyone looks at thinking oh my god there's so much free content out there it's great the downside of it is if you try and uh, absorb so much of it that you keep on feeling like i need to learn more of this i need to learn more of that and the more you absorb the more you feel like the less you know it's it kind of gives you that kind of feeling of oh i can't start yet because i I don't know about this i don't know about that but there's sometimes Mm -hmm. that kind of naivety and that beauty in in starting blind and learning as you go along as you say with the swimming example Yeah. And I I think taking in all of that information, listening to great podcasts like these, and you know, it's, it's amazing and it inspires me every day, but you can't let that paralyze you because of all of the information that's out there, Mm. you know, use it as inspiration and then ask yourself, you know, what's one thing I can take away from this today? What's one thing that I'm listening to right now that I can have as my takeaway, because you don't want to have 
20 things from every podcast you're listening to, or all of a sudden you, your, your to-do list is never ending. Right. Yeah. So I, I would love to jump into some, uh, what you had talked about, like productivity killers too. I think, um, there's a lot of things that people are currently doing right now that if they knew that it was hurting their, their productivity, their focus, it could really unleash and open up some extra hours every single day. So if that is good, we can definitely jump in there too. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the things that I see is that we are filling our days. If you look at somebody's calendar, it is just completely loaded back to back to back with things to do. Mm -hmm. And there's just no white space. And I think sometimes we think again, oh, my calendar's full. I'm busy. This is great. I've got things to do. Like this is going to help me. But a lot of times that white space on your calendar is the apps. And not even a lot of times, most of the time, right? That white space is the space where you're going to have the, the creativity, the moment of actually working on your business and not in your business mm. to help you move forward. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that a lot where you just said there. Um, yeah. It just, I, I, you never know what's going to pop up, right? No. So save room for the times that you need to work on something different. And I think there's so many times where we think we're, we're planning ahead and mapping this all out. We've got it under control, but know that there's always something new that pops up. There's always fires to put out, always something maybe we forgot about as we're building our systems. And you've got to have that open space just for those little what ifs. And, and the best part is, let's say nothing happens that day. Well, best case scenario is you have some free time, right? Mm. Versus feeling overwhelmed and then you have to work all day or all night or squeezing it in before before you go to sleep again. And I just think that can really truly burn burn somebody out. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you mentioned earlier about that moving the needle. And um, Lauren Everts uh, from the Skinny Confidential was one of my guests on a a, um, a podcast. Where we talked about accountability, and she said, you know, mm. things like to do lists are such a productivity killer because sometimes people just get trapped in the habit of constantly adding to them and adding to them and she said yeah. you know, when you are going to write something down what's one thing you can do there and then to move that needle closer to that idea can yeah. you send an email can you send a message to action it rather than just having it noted down as something to, to do later on because that's not going to do anything and I, and I think mm-hmm. with to-do lists it's also attaching a meaning to them we can sometimes get stuck in a rut of just making a list of things but what's the outcome of them? So for me, what I've started doing in the last few months, when I write down something to do, I kind of write an equals at the end of it as to what do I get out of it? Like, why am I doing this? Mm. And what that's saying I love that. is to kind of help me prioritize where that goes. And also, is it even worth my time in the first place if it's not actually doing anything for me or for those around me? Yeah, I love that. I, I love the book, The One Thing. It's written by Gary Keller. Mm-hmm. And in there, he's basically saying, you know, you've got to get focused on your one thing. And and if you have that focus on your one thing and you start to, like you said, the equal sign, maybe put down what, where is this heading you? You know, are are you heading towards the one thing or are you working on things that you shouldn't be? You know, sometimes we have all these ideas in our head and I have a lot of clients that will come to me and say, okay, I'm working on this, but I've already started working on the next thing. And unfortunately, when we keep working so far ahead, our focus starts to get off the one thing we're actually working on. And then we're confused why the results haven't happened at the end of it. Yeah. You know, and it's, we've got it, we've got to be in it. We've got to be thoroughly there and we've got to finish strong. So many people love to start, but we're not great at finishing, right? We, we, we start one thing, we get excited. We hear about something on a podcast. We go over here, we do that. Then all of a sudden we're on a webinar. We hear that. 
and we look up and it's like, how did I get here? Yeah. I, it's the, the end of the day. I've done nothing. Right. So I think you've got to just stay super focused on your one thing. And that is a, a book I highly recommend reading. Mm, absolutely. And you mentioned there around being, being consistent with things. I think that's, as you say, it's one of the biggest killers for productivity is that lack of consistency is that we can sometimes put our efforts into one thing and think, Oh, I've not seen an outcome. So I'm going to go elsewhere, but it's, it's sort of like, you know, I imagine it sometimes when you're driving past a, a property development and for months you won't see anything. And then one day you'll drive past and be like, wow, where did that come from? And mm-hmm. it's all of these foundations. You know, Will Smith uses the example when he was a kid, his dad asked him to rebuild a wall from his shop. And he said, don't look at it like a wall, look at it brick by brick. And if you lay each brick perfectly, soon you'll have a wall. And mm-hmm. Laying those foundations and being consistent with also aligning your purpose and your vision, knowing that, this is why you're doing it and you might not see the outcome straight away, but if you believe in it, then you need that consistency to carry you through it. Yeah. I think, I think consistency to really stick with something and, and like you said, carry it through, finish it off before you move on to the next thing. Because a lot of times, again, you you look up and you're going, why have I been doing this for a year, but I'm still not getting the results. And the worst part is you had mentioned before accountability a lot of times people look up and they look around and they blame other people. Yeah. Well, it must've been that course I bought. It must've been that my coach didn't tell me this, or this person didn't do that. And they can't see that it's the lack of consistency with their calendar, with their scheduling, that that's why they're where they are. You know, sometimes we, we, we don't realize the, the effect of not doing anything over the next six months, jumping all over the place. And you're exactly where you were six months ago. And no one wants to be there. No one wants to plateau. The worst part is sometimes we're actually heading in the wrong direction. Like we've moved backwards, right? So you've got to be really, really careful. And I think too, when you're, when you're ma- mapping out your calendar, you're looking at where you're heading, what you're doing for each part of your day. I always, one of the things that I do that I love is I work on what I call proactive work in the morning and reactive work in the afternoon. And what that means is proactive is your biggest thing. You know, your one thing in the morning, get it done before you do things like this where, um, and I don't know that I would call podcast reactive, but um, reactive would be more for me of checking my email, right? You go into email and you're going back and forth with somebody. Sometimes they give you something to do. Something pops up from it. You're like, oh, I've got to work on this now. So you don't want to be doing those little tedious things in the morning. That's when you work on the big thing. That's when you start to really see that needle move. And then in the afternoon, that's when you can take phone calls and emails and jump in your Facebook group or whatever it is you do. And if you start to have that consistent habit of proactive and reactive, you'll start to see a major shift if you haven't been doing it already. Hmm. Absolutely. And that, that all comes down, when I think of that, is sort of staying in that zone as well in that when you mm-hmm. work on particular tasks that you've got to do or if it's emails or if it's podcasts you're in that that frame of mind it's a bit like warming up yeah. for the sport really and you might as well stay in that zone rather than jumping from a podcast to emails to a blog to you know having a phone call with someone it's like what can you batch together and to, to sort of keep yourself in that zone keep yourself in that kind of frame of mind that when you're yeah. doing it you're so much more constructive with it i actually think i'm pretty good at not multitasking just staying in that zone and recently, I, I found this free app called Toggle. It's like T-O-G-G-L. And I'm like, oh, this will be fun. I want to I measure, you know, how long am I spending over here? How long am I checking email? How long am I in my coaching groups? All of that. So I sign up and I, I start using it. And I, you have to hit start, start and stop when you're done working on that specific thing you're doing. 
And I very quickly realized that, oh, I was jumping in my email and then, oh, I was jumping over here and, and I had to stop the jumping around. And, and even if you already know this and you think you've been doing it, I encourage you to jump on a free app like that and just experience it because I thought I was doing pretty well until I had to hit start and stop every time and realize, whoa, I am not being as productive as I thought. So it's nice to kind of recheck yourself every so often. Yeah, I suppose it's a bit like, uh, you know, when you do a, um, an app that tracks your calories or your food, you think, oh, no, it's yes. not as much. And then you're like, wow, uh, I don't, mm-hmm. I, don't I need to really change things up here. So yeah. it's great that you've, you've found, I'm definitely going to have a, a download of that and see, see if what I'm talking about on here, I'm actually preaching and practicing at the same time. Definitely. And, and here's the thing. I mean, even though I teach productivity a lot, I always want to get better at it. I always want to find those extra couple minutes every single day because the compound effect, it really truly adds up. So I think it's so important that we are measuring. I think the the phrase is what gets measured gets managed. Mm -hmm. So I, I really think when you can measure that and one of the new iPhone updates that came out recently they're going to start to send you a weekly notification of screen time, how much time you've spent on your phone. And at first, I was a little shocked. I'm like, whoa, okay, I was not thinking that much. And now that it's being measured and I can see it and I'm going to get that notification each week, I'm going to be a lot more mindful because you just don't know. Like you said, when you, when you track your calories or when you're, you're weighing yourself or any of that, it just gives you a, a little bit of, oh, maybe I should you know watch what I eat tomorrow or maybe I need to think about this. So I think any type of measurement when it comes to productivity is going to be super helpful. Yeah. And, and as you mentioned there about being mindful is that when it comes down to productivity within itself, whether it's from a mindset or a skill point of view, it's some of the things are going to come more natural than others, but it's about the things that don't come as natural, putting them more front of mind and sort of reminding yourself of those on a daily basis, because they're mm-hmm. the things that you want to shape into good habits that you can then not so much have to think about, but just come second nature. And it's then about, as you said, once you've got them in is right. Okay. What else can I work on? What else can I start developing yeah. and constantly uh, being reflective of, of yourself as well as your business, as well as those around you. And I had a, um, another guest of mine, a guy called John Sane. He's a very interesting guy. And when you mentioned earlier about working in your business versus on your business, mm-hmm. I kind of see a to-do list as the thing for in your business, but he talks about having a to-be list, which mm, is, I love that people are so busy writing what I need to do, but what are you wanting to be? And I think that's mm-hmm. something that you people should start creating as well from a long-term productive aspect as well as a short-term. Mm, yeah, that's so, so important. And I, I think too, that kind of goes back to what we talked about with like the identity. You know, when you identify as a specific type of person, you are giving the actions of that specific type of person. So it's so important that you're you're thinking about that because your your feelings, your thoughts that come up when when you're doing anything that produces the action, which creates the result you're looking for. So, so, so important that you brought that up. Mm. Is there anything else that, that you think would, um, from you know, productive point of view that, that listeners tuning in would think actually, you know, I need to start doing this now or be more mindful yeah. of this? Yeah. So this might sound so opposite or so backwards, but I think however much you're working right now, let's say you're working eight hour days, maybe some of you are working 10 hours or 12 hours, or you don't even know because you're just squeezing it in at all hours of the day that you can be really mindful of when you're working, maybe track how much that is. And then this is going to sound crazy, but take an hour away, just take an hour away and you don't need to add it in anywhere else. And what I have found is when you take that hour away, 
you start to you start to focus on the, the most important things versus doing all of the things because you have to start to make decisions when you're running out of time. So I don't know about you, but when I head out on a vacation, I am so crazy productive the week before I leave, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm trying to do everything that I know needs to get done. And then I'm prioritizing all of the other things that can wait till I get back, right? And if we could do that every single day, it will be a huge difference in your level of productivity. So I think just really having that mindset of, I've got this much time to do it, this much time to work on on our business, like we said, and then the other stuff, they can wait. They might be able to be delegated if you have somebody on your team. They might be able to be just deleted sometimes. There's sometimes we put things on our to-do list and like you said, What's the equal sign? You know, where where does that go? And and is it leading to anything or is it something that maybe is a to-do later, to-do someday, not a to-do right now? Yeah. Yes. Great, great bit of advice there, I think, because it kind of, you know, encourages us, which as humans, we're not natural at in that we'll always try and work within a time frame. But if you shorten it and shorten it, we'll still try and think it's getting our brains to start thinking, how can I work more effectively mm-hmm. within this? It's like, you know, people do it in sport when they consistently lower their times or their in terms of which they run a race is you know they wouldn't they didn't do that in the first place but you keep taking it away you're going to find ways and start thinking rather than saying i haven't got enough time is how can i have enough time to do this Mm -hmm. definitely and i'm a big believer in getting enough sleep and having that time to yourself and I just really want people to to be able to see that and know that you don't have to work from morning till night to have the business that you want to have, right? Mm-hmm. You can still I, I know people that work part-time and have a very successful business. Now for me, I pretty much work from about nine until three each day. And that for me feels great. I love what I do, so I love working. But if I had to cut it out, if I had to take a half day or a day off, I could. You know, it's possible. So don't think you need more time, which is usually what people are looking for. Just how do we get smarter with the time that we have? Yeah. And it comes down to not being too hard on yourself as well when you do Mm -hmm. feel like you need to take time away. And I mentioned it earlier around those around us feeling like we need to keep busy in this day and age where being an entrepreneur is seen as quite cool and people see everyone online yeah. thinking, oh, you know, I'm working 18, 19 hours a day. And I, they think oh, I have to do that. But because I haven't really got any strategy or a mindset around it, they're just being busy for 19 hours and actually not getting anything yeah. out. And actually how productive are they really at the end of the night? Yeah. I used to be a night owl. I used to work. I'd put my children to bed and I would go into my bedroom with my laptop and I would work until midnight. Okay. And I will tell you, that I, I would spend so long working on whatever it is I was working on. And then I would wake up really early the next morning. And my mind was so much clearer that I was able to do that thing so much faster in the morning. Mm-hmm. So now I go to sleep around 930 so I can get up at 530. Because I know that if I get that good quality sleep, when I wake up in the morning, I am my absolute most productive first thing early in the morning. So it's just been a very big shift for me. But I think you just, you've got to take care of yourself. You are, you're going to burn yourself out. Yeah. Absolutely. And what do you think for you, Stacey, along, along your, your journey so far in terms of what you've done and what you've built, has, you've learned most about yourself from that? Hmm, that's a great question. I think I've learned that there's always going to be more to do, right? So if, if you are that person working 14 hours a day, 15 hours a day, maybe more, you know, when will it stop? Because your to-do list won't stop. It will, it will always be there. There will always be the next best idea that we can add onto it. So I think you have to just set up those boundaries and those guidelines to figure out what that looks like. And then once you have that set up, know that, okay, it's time to be done for the day. I've done everything I can. I've been super productive and tomorrow's a new day. 
Mm. Yeah, I think it's so important, isn't it? It's just getting to know you and what makes mm-hmm. you tick and what make, what, yeah. what doesn't make you tick as well at the same time, just becoming more aligned with that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and along the way, is there any pivotal moments or stories that have stuck with you, whether that's from your career or childhood or anything that you kind of remind yourself of regularly and think this is something that's really made me who I am today? Yeah, I think for me, I am very driven. I am I am a go-getter. I like to get things done. And I think I just have to keep letting myself, like slowing myself down almost to really make sure I'm looking at the big picture. So not just the big goal of what I want to do, but the big vision of what I want my life to look like. Mm-hmm. Because it's not always about making more money, working more to do whatever that is, right? It's what do you actually want this vision to be like and how can you enjoy it now and not keep saying, well, I'll enjoy it later when I retire. I'll enjoy it when I'm 50 or 60 or 70, right? How can you do what you're doing and still enjoy what you're doing and have the freedom and flexibility to have just this well-rounded lifestyle? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this doesn't have to relate to what we've been talking about today, but for the listeners, is there any other tips that you feel like would be beneficial sharing with them that really helped you or that you've developed over the years? I would say the one thing that has really helped me is just taking action, implementing, right? Not being afraid of failing, just allowing failure to be part of the process and knowing that it's not failing. It's just, there's so many lessons learned, Mm -hmm. right? Even if you don't hit your goal, there's something major you can take away from that experience to get you to that goal. I, I would always be so focused on you know, this launch coming up and what I was going to be selling. And, and I kept thinking about this specific time. And I was working with this specific Facebook ads manager who said to me, it's not about this launch. It's about the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. And that took the pressure off of having to get it perfect right now, because every everything you're doing is just so that the next time you do it, it can be better. And then next time. Mm. And I think people appreciate that journey, don't they, nowadays, in that we have such a mm-hmm. natural curiosity to not just see the end result, but we love to see the process behind it. And when you, yeah. you're able to see that within someone, that they aren't perfect, it's, it allows us to resonate with them and realize that they're just like you and me and everyone is Definitely. the same. And that's why we enjoy you know, various YouTube channels of, of different things is we don't just want to see the end result of something. We want to see the behind the scenes, the, the documenting that came to the creation of something. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think that's why you have to be so open and just share because people do want to see the journey. They don't want to just, they don't want to see where you were and where you are because that's exciting, but they also want to be, you know, like what, what happened? How did you get there? And how does that look like? And, and sometimes it's not as glamorous as you think. And that's okay because people want to see that you're real. Yeah. Don't just focus on the destination. Enjoy the ride along the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. definitely Chris great well Stacey it's been a real pleasure thank you so much for your your stories your tips your insights it's been great I've picked up a lot of things about trying to note here to go in action straight after this uh, episode so thank you yeah Chris thank you so much for your time I appreciate you having me on today you're very welcome and for the listeners thanks for tuning in to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast hey people thanks for listening to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast If you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes and posts, you can find me on Instagram, notanothersalesguy, underscore in each of those words. You can also find the podcast on all major platforms by typing notanothersalespodcast. And also, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, I go by the name of Chris Hatfield. So thanks again and stay tuned for another episode.